Welcome to Serial Podcast 9. Do you want to start the episode? Okay. Or do we want to uh, chat some more? I'm Gerardi Peralta. And I'm Kevin Peterson. And I'm Ryan Benoit. And this is Serial Podcast 9, episode 52. 52. That's how many weeks are in a year? We've done it. <laughs> we, now we can finally retire. Exactly. We're finally at retirement age. Oof. Good. What are you going to do with your retirement? Oh God! Don't catch do trees. Got to figure out how to make how to make enough money to have a fucking retirement, buddy. That's where I'm just at. Start, just start on your start betting on your squash games, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> start selling all my cars and shit. No, don't do that. Hey, that's actually one of our questions. That's week. a short-term solution. Yeah, yeah, that is a short-term solution. Is that okay? So that does that actually brings us to our first question. <sighs> Okay, it's from, from Good Boy, which is Good Boy underscore media, but Good Boy has an exclamation point at the end. So I should say yes. sound more excited when I say it. So it's from Good Boy. Is that how you, anyway, okay. I'd be um, more like, Good Boy. Oh, yeah, that's a better one. We'll use that take. Okay. Good Boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, good Boy reached out and he said i have another podcast question then that may not be fun enough no such thing we'll, we'll get something out of it anyway but i'd appreciate wisdom from people that have been doing it longer doing it yeah, doing, doing, it, it, doing well. it doing it well okay represent queens she was mm-hmm. right okay mm-hmm. all right all right okay okay <laughs> when do you consider selling your drift car my wife and i bought a house we're starting our life and all that. I have no time to drift anymore. It just sits there and I'm like, damn, that could remodel our basement. <laughs> when do you sell your drift car? Yeah, and so the thing is, it's I have no time to drift anymore. It just sits and I'm like, damn, that could remodel our basement. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like that's like a valid question that people that's like a totally struggle, struggle with all the time. You know? Yeah, and it I, feels like that's like a perfect question for now, too. Like, I mean, like I the, feel like the money's not flowing like it was. That's a great question for me because I do have the family, the house, the kids, the whole nine yards. I feel like it's like less sort of related to you. I mean, maybe if you want to buy a house, then yeah, it's trying. But like, the only thing is for us, for Kevin and I, it's a bit of a different situation because our Drift cars yeah, are kind of so, paid for the comp by the company. So related to the business, you know? yeah. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I totally get. I kind of feel like, like, yeah, maybe if it wasn't part of the business, then oh yeah, if it wasn't part of the business, uh, I wouldn't have a dedicated drift car. I mean, I currently don't have a dedicated drift car, but like, I certainly would not have a dedicated drift car. Not a chance. It's just it's it's expensive, man. It's too expensive, and like. I mean, if it's your hobby, then it's your hobby, and that's what you like to do with your spare time and your money. But like, if you have a lot of hobbies, it's a very expensive hobby to have. Yeah, I feel like I would have to have a car personally that was like a street car that I take drifting because I just wouldn't be able to enjoy the drift car as much with all their family responsibilities. I would probably say that the responsibility sort of aspect is very uh, relatable to me because. I can't drift as much as I want, for sure. Um, I definitely can't drift as much as you, Kevin. Uh, Kevin has been to, I don't know how many fucking drift events this year. 
Uh, and even if I did have a car, I wouldn't have been able to go to a lot of those. Like yeah, I, I, I literally think I've only been to three bridge events this year, but just two of them have been in like the last month. Yeah. So villains, I wouldn't have been able to go to because that's like a two day commitment. Yeah. Uh, the island was also pretty much a two day commitment. Yeah. I might have been able to make the island because my wife goes to the island and, you know, they, they go to the island once in a while. So I could have maybe like swung it and gone and just like hung out there after or whatever. I think yeah. for this guy though, he's, it's like more of a monetary yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Ryan is that person, but it's not a drift car. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It has drifted that one time, but I wasn't driving it. Um, I was going to say, I feel like we've kind of answered this question before and it's interesting because now the answer has slightly shifted and I thought we would give the same answer. The other side of this is that when we answered it the first time, Kevin, your answer was like, if you're going to sell your car, you have to know what you're going to do with that money. Otherwise, that money is just, it's going to just slowly disappear. You're going to spend it yeah. on a bunch of different things. Yeah. You're getting and, you're not gonna... and all of a sudden you got none of it. Yeah. And you're like, now I don't have a car or anything to really show for. Or a basement. <laughs> or a basement. Now, the yeah. thing with the basement <laughs> is that doing your basement is kind of like actually an investment. I guess you'd be building equity in some cases, right? Like, or not equity, sorry. You'd be raising the value of your, of your property, mm-hmm. which would then be like uh, probably an actual investment. So yeah. that is, that is, a, that is a tough thing. But when do you sell your drift? I would say it depends on what level of drift car you have. So if you have a full on dedicated, like you can't drive it on the street ever drift car and it can only be trailer to the track that, and you don't drift anymore, then maybe that's, you shouldn't have, have it. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I agree with you. I think having the car that can go on the street, and maybe this is why I, I'm such a big I mean, because the first car is a boat at that point, you know? If you can't drive yeah. it on the street and it needs a trailer to go anywhere, yeah. it's basically yeah. a boat. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've and now you've moved essentially to a place that has no water near it if you have no drift events. So like, you know, yeah, I would say that if it's a street, if it's a streetable car and then I would hold on to it. And I would say that's what I did. There was a point in my life where June had to go to daycare and it was very expensive and selling the Aristo probably would have helped with that. Like I kind of knew it was like, if I sell the Aristo, I don't know how I'm ever getting back into the car game. Like how I would ever have money to build a car like that again. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it was just like. And that probably didn't even account to the fact that like it's gone up so much in value in that amount of time too. Yeah. And it didn't, right? Like at that time I was like, oh, maybe it's like 12,000 or 13,000. And now it would be more money. At that time, you're like, yeah, maybe I can come back and buy an Alteza because, like, at that point, Altezas were like six thousand dollars or something, and you're like, yeah. all right, I. But will I love that as much as the Aristo? Probably not. I, the moral of the story is, I feel like I made a lot of sacrifices so I could hold on to the car. I mean, I stopped driving it for a very long time because I knew that if I drove it and it broke and it incurred a cost, I'd be more likely to want to sell it. Uh, yeah. I knew that like plating it or insuring it was money, gas for it was money. So it was like I kind of just tucked it away 
And at that point, I think I drove it like twice a year and that was fine. I would say you don't sell your car if it's a street car. I honestly, because unless it's like a really like beat up car, maybe, but like, yeah. Yeah, it feels like there's a million variables, but yeah, I totally agree. It's like if you're not using your purpose-built drift car, there's no real purpose for it, you know? But like, like you said, if you have some sort of car that you're able to drive on the street in your area and use it for more than one use, then there's more reason to hold on to it, right? If you can go get ice cream and go out on dates with it, then like, why not keep it, right? But I mean, yeah. I just think they Aristo to like car shows and meets and other things, right? Like, yeah, because you just well, want to get ice cream. <laughs> That's right, I do. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like obviously there's, there are a lot of factors involved. If you can get a good amount of money out of it, um, and you are needing the money for some sort of investment in maybe like a, you know, like a bigger picture, like your life. And like you said, it is an investment in the house. Maybe you're going to sell this house and level up um, to get a new house. And then, you know, maybe you could buy and sell a few houses and then maybe you'll have a bit more time or money later to have a drift car and go drifting. It's all kind of a balance, really, your life of like your hobbies, your family life, your business or work life and and all that shit right but i mean it sounds like he kind of knows the answer to the question already but i disagree i think you keep your car unless you can't yeah no i don't know well i mean like kevin said if it's a dedicated drift car and you're not drifting it like it is just a boat it's it's a it's a beautiful boat parked in your driveway that takes up space and you kind of never get to use it right so it is funny though because like but then if you were ryan you know what i mean you're like could have had that mentality and been like all right sold off the aristo got your 8k and now all of a sudden it's three years later and it's it's worth 16 and you're like man i should have just you know held like if i would have held on to it for a tiny bit more like that investment was worth way more or like maybe I mean, you're in a position to enjoy it a bit more you know but but what if you you know you buy like a eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house and you do like a fifteen thousand dollar reno in the basement turn it into a suite or whatever, sell the house for 1.2 million or 1 million. I mean, you've made a significantly more amount of money than the car was worth. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think your numbers are a bit optimistic, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so at all. Like you, how are you going to put a, a, a suite in for $15,000? Maybe it or maybe it already had a room and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, anything's possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I mean, yeah. It is. I mean, yeah, the numbers could be inflated, but the numbers could be totally accurate. But definitely, like if you did, if you put fifteen thousand dollars into a home, you're you're definitely getting more than fifteen thousand dollars worth of value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, we talked about you know you got to have a home. You can't you know you, you can't just sell your home and have no home. Like, but he just said he he has a house and they need a basement right now. Yeah, but you're talking it about just flipping be. the house for more money and getting a different house. But it's like you always got to have one house. <laughs> I do like that this yeah. has become a real estate. It's like a car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hang on. I've looked at his account so I can say he has an IS300 that fully looks like it's streetable. It looks it looks pretty cool. Uh unless you can think of a car that you want or would enjoy more. Well, well I mean, maybe that's one thing too. It's like, you know, like if you're if you're selling your car and you have a seventy thousand dollar like FD bill, that that maybe that's a bit different than selling like a twenty five hundred dollar shell or something, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, this is probably it's like a it's in decent shape. It's a nice looking ISA. I mean, if you're talking about selling this car, I'd say no. I mean, this is a full this fully a street car. Yeah, and it's a cool so, car. Like you could definitely yeah. just like rip this thing around and 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 go drifting once in a while, or just rip around and go to car. Sh- I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, also like yeah. I don't know how much. Really depends on how much money you're getting for it. It has to be worth it, right? Like if yeah, like kind of like what Kevin's saying. Like if you're selling your drift car for 10k and you kind of piss it away, or you do like one or two things, it's like now you don't have a drift car or a car or fucking the 10 grand. Like if you're doing a reno and you're doing whatever, like flipping the car into a reno to invest in your home, that's I think a good idea. If that's what you want to do, like if you want your house to be worth more, you know what I mean? But like. I do think that we're saying this and I haven't really, I I'm strong on the keep your car. That's my thing. But we're saying this and we're really weighing it out. And all three of us are at, not at different points in our life, but we're older. Uh, we have different things going on. You know, everyone's got their own struggles yet. We've all managed to hold on to at least one car that we care about and now you go down the line and it's like gerard is saying all this stuff but gerard literally has probably like four or five cars right now like gerard how many cars do you have right now jesus uh one two three four five six i think it's nine it's not nine it's, <laughs> it's nine well i mean yeah. like you got the two 100s you got the bmw yeah you got the stagia yeah you got the G35. Oh, shit. You got the Xterra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the QX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's seven. And then the Blip. And then the Blip. And you eight. got a motorcycle. And a motorcycle, yeah. Like, Where's that eight? So, with the... Just buy another like, thing and call it nine. <laughs> with the but motorcycle I mean, you're nine. failing to mention that, that yeah. one, two, three, four, or four of those cars are for sale. Four of those cars are, are to make money with yeah, that's fine. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> I can't picture... We're still going to say it for comedic relief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I can't picture, like, I know there was a point in your life for Serial 9 when you started, you didn't have a car. That that's you right. Were, like, crazy about. And then you got back into it. But I can't picture you now at this stage in your life without a car. Not having a car that you care about. Like, I can't just picture Gerard being like, well, I'm going to just hop in the Sienna now and I drive that all the no, time. No, I would like, kill myself. 100%. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Is like, I've literally like, been I, there. Because, yeah, yeah, when we started Serial 9, I had to sell my 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 uh, 147 Aristo. And that was the last sort of like... I mean, you seven, had the X8 for a bit while we had the Yeah, I, I had the X8, which I had to sell. I sold that. I mean, I was sort of selling that to build a better car or some shit. And then I just pissed that money away into our business. No, I mean, piss it away, put it into our business. <laughs> you invested in your And then, you know, and then that sort of, I mean, like, it's it's a bit harsh. It's a bit harsh personally, because like you take this money that you made and this car that you built, and then you put it into a business, which I mean, you own, but like now I don't, I didn't have a car. I was driving like a fucking 2001 Civic, which was just like, you know, knife to the throat kind of thing. Right. And then I still had the Aristo for a bit, which was sick, but then, and then I was going to have a kid. So I was like, well, fucking, I don't really need this like lowered single turbo, whatever. I just need a car to get around and I have this business now. So like, this is what I'm focusing on. 
And that, that was the point in which I sold that car. I mean, it wasn't a drift car, but it was my last like cool car. And then for a long time, what, I don't even know what the fuck I drove, just that 2001 Civic. Yeah. And then until you got the stage, yeah. Yeah. I sold that in order to get the stage, which, yeah, I think we were probably doing a little bit better by then. Uh, so I had the C34 stage, but then I had to sell that. <laughs> life, life happened. And then I had to, what I had to give that up. Uh, and then I had the Aristo, which was then we were kind of like zero and I was kind of doing better. And then I built the Aristo. It actually probably really comes down to like what type of car guy you are. Which uh, one of the nine types? Yeah, type nine type. types of car guys. Because as we said, there are fully people that will like stop by the car scene, build a car, yeah. and you know, and then they're totally fine to go on and you know, now they're a DJ or now they, you know, whatever, they're back into biking or yeah, Brazilian hiking. <laughs> yeah, they're doing something. But now I'm into drones. I would say maybe what I touched on earlier and maybe didn't actually fully say is that and <laughs> good boy did say this is like, you guys are all further along in it. It's like, we are all further along in it. And I do think it's fair to say that the three of us couldn't imagine having like not having a car that we actually cared about in our, in our life at some point, like an, an outlet for the, for the interest. Cause like, I don't, my hobbies and are all based around cars. I don't like, I, you know, I don't do other things so if i take away having a cool <laughs> car you know i have i have work yeah you don't play squash I have, bro yeah maybe i would take up squash oh no, i'd have to get a membership to a country club though how am i going to do that gerard would have to sponsor me <laughs> i mean you got the prius bro yeah yeah there you go and, yeah the prius is like it's a 2010 though they're not going to uh, take that true. That's you true. know, but I mean, you're also vegan, so that's two points. You got like, yeah, a yeah, car yeah. and a vegan, yeah, tattoos. Yeah. They're like, uh, diversity. Yeah, you work at a tech company. Oh, yeah. yeah, the white guy does it. I don't check any diversity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant like you're not like a standard white guy. You're not like you know polo wearing. Have you ever seen me wear a polo top? No. I've seen you wear a polo top. Yeah, I know. I said, said you're not the standard. Yeah, you're not the standard. Oh, I thought you said like, like you wear that. I was like, ah, like no. Euro douche country club Euro. guy. Right. I no, I mean Euro. They wouldn't let Euro. me in. So they're like, we gotta oh. let some more of these like hipster tattoo type. Right, white right. Dudes right. In is what there's that's the diversity. Yeah, that's on everyone's list of things that they need to like. Yeah. Well, we really need to diversify this portfolio with more white dudes. An <laughs> old wooden ship. <laughs> and it's just a regular gym that anybody can go to. So no, you know, no, Gerard, we've already built it up in people's mind that you belong to an exclusive <laughs> country club. Yeah. Um, I don't have a horse, bro. That's not exclusive. As I was saying, it's funny that like because. The thing is, is like, we're all, you know, we're, there's a sense of giving this advice. It's like, yeah, you could like make money off of it and put it into your house and that would make sense. But none of us are fucking doing that. We're just just dump it all into Bitcoin. Come on, sell that card, dump it into Bitcoin. You buy a Lambo when you're done. I mean, I feel, I feel like I've sort of made some of those moves but not but i've had the opportunity to kind of like get a bit ahead to make those moves like i 
was able to buy cars to sell them to make money to put into my house. But like, yeah, you were a I, hustler. I, you were a hustling. Are we, is this like a do as I say, not as I do situation is what you're kind of saying? Cause I feel like that's what it is. Like, yeah, I mean, I think, I think like you said, it kind of all depends on what kind of car guy you are too. Cause it's like, if, if you're like a lifer, it's like, you're probably going to be like, Oh, I'll just eat the ramen noodles. And like, keep the car and like do the basement in over the next five years or something. You know? Yeah. You figure it out so you can keep the car. Yeah, exactly. You know, but like, I mean, if you're already like, eh, I don't really need the car and like, you know, then maybe you don't need the car. Or if you don't like the car anymore or, but that's true. I mean, I would have sold that G35 to buy a Slurpee, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So there was a point where I was going to sell the blit. Remember I was like, Oh yeah. Like, I don't really like this thing. I could definitely use the money. Cause that blit is, pretty much my car i mean it definitely has some zero nine like investment in it but i wouldn't say like as far as like cars go in my collection or whatever the blit is basically mine like if i sold it most of the money would come to me and i was like thinking oh yeah i'll just sell that and then you know use the money or whatever but then i sort of like pushed through and didn't and then i was kind of really happy i didn't I uh, really like now I just drive it on the street. <laughs> However, like side note, when I drove it home today, I'm thinking, man, like, like, do I really need this car? <laughs> I was like, I like it and stuff, but like, would I like this better than like a, like a Porsche or like a, like a, you know, like a, like a crazy new car that was like sort of the same, but like had way more shit. So I don't know, but yeah, yeah but I kept it. But that's the thing. You would replace the Blit with another car with that another you car. wanted. Yeah. Like you're saying, like, do I want a Porsche? And it's like, yes, of course you want a Porsche. But I mean, at the same time, I I, I, I put a body kit in the back of my, like, sick car today and, like, brought it all home and shit. I, I couldn't do that in a Porsche. I couldn't put bikes in a Porsche. I mean, I guess you, you, have, an, rush, you have a truck as well that you, like, sometimes drive. Yeah, currently not you driving have, that, but yeah. You have an array of cars to choose from. Your wife also has a van that you can borrow if you really need it to move something. You know, That's like, true, yeah. but you're like, <laughs> you don't have to put it all on the blit. Um, that actually brings me to. Well, I was kind of thinking, like, because I, okay. I had this thought, if you will, recently where it's like, I, had, I was driving the Alteza a bunch, like, more than I have ever, sort of, recently. And it's like, it's a pretty harsh car, you know, it's extremely loud and like everything is solid and the clutch is crazy. And like, but you drive that thing for the weekend and like you get used to it. Yeah. And, the, and then you come home and I jump in the 17 crown, which has like a welded diff and a twin plate clutch and like all this other stuff. And it also has a Jay-Z. It's just like not quite as crazy. It doesn't have all of the bushings and all of the arms. So it's a little bit tamer. And it's like, wow, this car is like super nice and super tame. And then you hop in the 18 crown and it's like completely stock. And you're just like, like, you know, what even is this thing? And it's like, I don't know like which one of those, if I had to, if I had to sell one of those cars, like, I don't know which one I'd get rid of. Cause they all like, they all are different and they all feel like they like, have a niche, if you will, you know? Yeah. I know I mean, which one you would sell. You would sell the Alteza, but then you'd make the 17 yeah. into like another version of the Alteza. It would just be like the harsh race car. And then, the 18 crown would be like eventually your street car. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I think you would always have a harsh car. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. <laughs> my, I was, as a side, 
I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. My favorite thing is driving behind Kevin's car. Because it's so loud. Because it's, well, no, well, it sounds cool. It's cool to look at. But then also it's like that car in the wild gets so much attention. Like people just autom- like it sounds gnarly. And then you turn and you're like, holy shit, that car is pink and low. And like it's got, you know, like crazy three spoke wheels on it. And then you just, if you're behind them, you just get like the residuals of like the, oh, look, there's another kind of neat car. But the, yeah, whip, the whiplash effect. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's actually two of them. But yeah, that's one of the, the payoff of driving behind Kevin. It's <laughs> he's like the trumpet that goes before everything that's like, and let me know to look. Um, all right. So look at me. before I do this next thing, what would we tell Good Boy? I would say, Keep his IS looks cool. I would say keep uh, it. Yeah, I yeah. You actually, Jordan Hall said this, and I always appreciated it. I don't know if he still feels this way. Jordan Hall had a he was a for people who don't know, and I don't know if it's relevant or not, but he was in uh, the drift the drift team Hot Boys, and he had an SR Miata. Uh, it was at final about one. Anyway, Jordan parted that car. And he bought an FD from Japan. So he had an RX-7 FD. And it was pretty cool. And eventually, he decided he would sell that car. And it was like, and it was pre, like, JDM inflation. You know, like, you still thought you were getting good dollar for it because it was an FD. So you're like, oh, you know, like, fourteen to 16000 for this car is really great. And he sold it. And I think the... The thought was after it was like, man, I can't believe I sold that car. You can always find another way to get more money, but I'll never get that car back. Yeah, that is an absolute truth. That is an absolute truth. And I I mean, honestly, I've sold literally everything in my entire life for, you know, for money. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but like there was always something I needed this money for and I would just sell whatever I had. And that's honestly one of the reasons why I forced myself to keep the blit. Cause I just, a lot of shit, like you don't get it back. Like the yellow car, for example, it's like, I didn't really need to fucking sell that car at that time. And I parted it out. I had bigger plans and there's always something better. Like grass is always greener on the other side, but sometimes you got to take a step back and just kind of like commit to the thing. Like maybe you're committing to keeping the drift car. And it'll, you know what I mean? Maybe you just find another way to make the 10 or 15,000 for your basement reno. And then you get to keep the car too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it feels like cars are like a bit of a relationship and, you know, sometimes relationships are work and, you know, sometimes you gotta, yeah. You know. Go to counseling to keep your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what he's doing right now. He's listening to three old fucks that like, you know, <laughs> tell him, well, you yeah, gotta yeah. keep the car, man. Well, man you, I was you're never going to get that car back, dude. I mean, I'm like, I'm terrible for that though. To me, it's like, it literally is just a car. Like, I don't know. Like, but I mean, you never sell anything. Like you've sold what, two cars or some shit? Like, yeah, ever? I, just, like, I like, because I just wreck my stuff. Yeah. it's like <laughs> <laughs> If Kevin can't have them, nobody, nobody gets it. Because yeah, but I'm I mean, always I like, mean, I, like I'm, level like, up or level I like sold, across. Like, I've sold lots of wheels and stuff that where I'm like, man, I wish I never sold those wheels. Yeah, absolutely, like, man. I've done uh, that. You know, like. Remember those like uh, eighteen-inch uh, Meister SP ones that I had that were like that like brown face that I was gonna put on the Alteza. 
we had we put them on with a wide body and then i just sold them oh, they were yeah. never never mounted them ever yeah 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 yeah, S1, uh, just, S1Rs. yeah i was thinking about those wheels the other day oh i totally didn't remember those wheels yeah i know uh but yeah i just i was and then also what like recently when i was like thinking about it, i was like oh maybe i'd switch up like the solvex but i'm like man i feel like i'm like at a point in like in life where i'm like i don't have to sell these in order to get the next thing yeah that's that's my that was my problem always man yeah it was like you always had to sell what you had to get the next thing that you want <laughs> you know what's funny too as i sold the sparkos back then for whatever and then i ended up getting them back and then yeah. also i sold all my maes and i literally just bought a set of maes to get to get them back and i'm yeah. building another set of maes to get them back it's like yeah like i could have just not sold any of that shit because i was like a poor fuck back then yeah but i mean then it's also it's like i don't know i have i still have like 15 by 10 four lug wheels it's like are they doing anything for me like no do am i gonna have a car that I can fit them like maybe but like is that going to be 10 years from now like someone could be enjoying them maybe i don't know i don't know maybe. Yeah, exactly who knows i think i uh this is a weird insight i think i sometimes have a dream that i still own my 180 and i'm always really excited in that dream like yeah. that i just like have it and i forgot that i had it and then i'm no, like oh saying. shit i still got this car that i could like that would be exciting then, yeah yeah and then i like wake up i'm like no i don't have that car <laughs> and i'm a little bit like sad about it after i yeah. do love the aristo though so i i mean yeah ah yeah it's a tough one but i do think that's that's the case it's like if you love your car if you really like it i mean is 300s are cool i don't know what the going rate is for them right now and yeah, I don't know what the market looks like, but like, yeah, if you can, if, if you can find a way to hold on to it, like hold on to it and do the other things. It's like, yeah. Alter your lifestyle so that you can maintain your hobbies. That's what I would recommend. Next question. All right. or... Next one. I got a thing. It's just a slight correction. We were talking about the blit and then it reminded me that our buddy, I believe zombie low wanted me to post a correction and it's not a full correction i think i just want to be clear in another episode the last episode to be very specific we talked about gerard's blit and how the like the comp drifters maybe didn't don't understand it mm-hmm. and uh-huh. i said there's no other blit like it in north america now i think it could be misinterpreted that i was saying there was no other blit in north america which is not what i was saying yeah. i was saying yeah. as far as i know there is no other six speed converted split like gerard's in in north america there's no i don't know either one day if there is and if you know someone you point him in my direction uh he did say that he was his girlfriend drives a blit and she will be manual swapping it and i said and then at that point there will be two I do know of other blitz, but they're all auto. So that is, they have one Jace, or they don't, but they're auto. And there are definitely other uh, manual blitz for sure. It's just that as far as the CD Pro goes and the CD 6-speed, yeah. with all the suspension stuff uh, and being that low, I don't know. I don't really see yeah. blitz that low except for maybe two or three other ones ever before. Yeah, well, like low ones, Righteous Garage, but he's he's not uh, manual. Or he's also not manual, yeah. It's turbocharged yeah. now, though. Yeah. yeah. And like 
our buddy J Lo has uh, has a blitz. Yeah. I I yeah. So I guess Gerard, have you seen other manual blitz in North America? Ooh, North America. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't know all but, the blitz ever, but like I definitely don't know. Like I would assume they have Instagram or like would I would get in contact with them in some way, but I, I don't know any other um, manual transmission ones. Yeah, Russia, Japan, so, definitely. When I say that, that's what I mean. Uh-huh. But if I'm wrong, I would like to be corrected, and I'm right in and tell me, tell me so I know. Tell me about your blitz, your six feet blitz. <laughs> also, like. <laughs> watch i like misunderstood the conversation they'd be like ah, that's not what i was saying i was like ah shit anyway we'll see what happens <laughs> all right all right okay we got another question i feel like gerard will fucking love this question so spencer spear wrote in and he said ryan exclamation point recently found the podcast and i've been loving it makes work breeze by i did have a question that, that i thought, I thought would, be, would great. be great for the podcast yeah that's right good job gerard with the J's and X, GX100s, becoming. Did he send it? Did he send it to you? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's my question too. When the minute ah! Gerard said the minute Gerard said the words, I knew Gerard was going to I just thought that's how everybody writes it. So they, so how dare you? How dare you write to me and then write to Gerard with the same question? Gerard, do you want to finish the question because you have it? I can, and sure, yeah. Obsolete. Yeah, you finished the question. Because it turns out Spencer didn't trust me to ans- ask the question properly. <laughs> uh, I have to hold on. I have to find. Also, it. I feel like I should tell people like the best time to ask a question. I don't know if that's fair. Well, you find it. It's like so. Got it. Oh, okay. Then I won't tell people. No, tell people the question. best time to I, ask I would be right after one. Right between, yeah, right after an episode comes out between the Wednesday that the episode comes out because then we record the following week. So within like a week of the following episode coming out is the best time to ask a question. In fact, if you do it the Monday after an episode came out, that would be the best time because then Mm -hmm. it's like fresh right there, but ask anyway. And I will try to remember to always ask the question. Gerard, take it away. Okay. So the question says, uh, so Spencer Spear asks, Hey, Gerard, recently found the podcast, been loving it, makes work breeze by. I did have a question that I thought would be great for the podcast. With JZX slash GX100s becoming more prevalent down in the States, is there any knowledge y'all could give to us American folk to ensure the longevity of these cars? I know a lot of my friends have issues with finding maintenance items like GX100 brakes. Uh, Also, just common things we should know to make these street shredders. Thanks and keep up the great work, guys. Um, hey, wait, what did you respond? Uh, I said, thank you. That's not a bad idea at all. I can bring that up this Wednesday. Oh, man. I wrote, yo, right on. Great question. Gerard will have tons of insight into this. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Take it away, Gerard. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a you know, pretty good influx of X100s. Let's say, you know, a lot of people bringing in GXs, bringing in JZX NAs, and obviously everybody wants to bring in, you know, the creme de la creme tour V, Relent G, like turbo, you know, JZX cars. Um, I feel like there's definitely like a bit of a, 
or you can learning curve that people sort of don't understand. Uh, people see the cars. They don't know that they're actually totally different cars. The GX varies greatly from the JZX uh, and the two JZXs, NA and Turbo, also vary like fairly significantly between the two of them. Um, maintenance for a GX car, I would just say don't maintain a GX car, just upgrade it. Like if you're going to buy GX100 brakes, you should probably just not do that. Just buy an, an upgraded JZX brake or whatever. Um, the front brakes are fairly compatible with like IS stuff. So just like buy that. The rear brakes, however, are kind of a huge nightmare on 9100s. Um, people are trying all sorts of different, like, you know, using IS brakes, this and that. But like, just bite the bullet and buy new shit from Japan. That's literally all you can do for the rear rotors is just buy new ones from Japan. Just order them right away and then they'll come when you, you know, sort of need them. Hopefully, Probably spend yeah. about, <laughs> huh? I just said, yeah, hopefully they yeah. order them before you need them. Yeah, but I mean, like you just, it's going to take like one to three to five months, maybe. I mean, they're, they're, they're available in Japan at like, you know, your average Lord Tower Pet Boys. Um, so you can get those ones uh, from like Amiyama or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, they're expensive. People don't want to spend money, but like, you know, you could use an IS adapter, some of that stuff now, IS adapters, this and that, but like, are they better? Not really. Uh, so the front brakes are kind of, they're not the same. Like the GX obviously has the smallest brakes. They're, they're, they're kind of crap. Uh, I think the two JZXs have the same front brakes. I might be mistaken. Um, obviously the turbo has the best brakes. But front brake upgrades are cheap anyway. It's just just change the fucking brakes. Like if you got worn out GX brakes, put some IS brakes on it or put a brake upgrade like from, you know, SCG or whatever on it. Like just get some better front brakes because that's like going to be the biggest thing ever. The rear brakes, just upgrade to the turbo brakes. You're going to buy new ones anyways. Um I, the thing is, I don't think the calipers are like even compatible with anything. They're just like their own caliper. But then, yeah, just buy the turbo rotors. And I think the bracket might be different or some shit. Um, and then maintenance items, like you're going to have to upgrade. Like if you have a GX or even a JZXNA, like your rear lower control arms are wrong. Like there's no sway bar, you know, like all this other stuff. Like don't maintain those cars, just upgrade them. Just go for the best stuff. And then, I don't know, just buy a bunch of serial nine stuff. <laughs> Pretty much. I I will say it. I don't know if this maybe this I'm very biased. For uh, for this being a serial nine podcast, I feel like we don't actually plug the serial nine. <laughs> I like no, I agree. We don't, we're not like, yeah. oh, like buy serial nine, buy serial nine. Yeah. Like we're totally yeah. not. I was like gonna ask a question. It was like, should we ever try to find sponsorship for this? And I was like, ah, oh, but technically we're sponsored by Serial Nine. And <laughs> yeah. then um and then I was like, but we don't like fully plug like we try, no. but like like this episode podcasts. is sponsored by Serial Nine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I thought yeah. about that the other day. It's like we should just do one where like we make a little ad where it's like this episode is brought to you by Serial Triple Nine Control Arms. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And then like you just yeah. make a bunch of them and then like play one in the middle of the Dude, podcast. That's a good idea. We should totally let's do that. Let's do that. For I'm now just on. gonna play this part now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Kevin, say your thing again. What is this episode brought to you by? Uh today's episode is brought to you in part by Serial Triple Nine Control Arms. Check and out our new billet series. We have 
uh, JZX100 rear uppers pre-ordering now. Yeah, exactly. Like that, you know. Because we're never um, getting sponsorship from the people that we want sponsorship from, which is Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Is that okay? Work uh, wheels. Yeah. yeah. And sure tire, undies. tire no? company. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the other one, Ryan? Stat I said socks. me undies. I said me undies because oh. I I feel like that is a company that sponsors every podcast. Me undies. What are oh, me undies? I don't um, know. I mean, I feel like company. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what it is. I feel like probably like since we're talking about those cars and the influx of them, we should probably discuss a little bit like the differences between them or why you would want one versus another one or not want one or whatever. So, I mean, that sounds like it could be a video, but we could also do it right now. Let's do it. I mean, you could briefly talk about it because people I'm might joking. be listening. I just want you to make it a video. That's oh, I, yeah, we can make it a video. But I mean, okay, so there's three levels like three main levels. There's obviously many different levels of these cars. There's the GX, the JZX NA, and then the JZX Turbo. Everybody wants a JZX Turbo, but prices on those right now are basically like, I don't know, 25K, probably more. Uh, and then there's the rest of the stuff, which is probably, let's say around 10K, right? They're probably, what do you think the prices are right now of 100s, Kevin? Probably like for the non-turbo stuff, 10 to 15K. Or not like a non-turbo JZX? Yeah. Or like just, yeah, yeah, any any other JZX besides a turbo. Yeah. Like a 100. Okay. So the thing is, people are selling GXs for almost the same price as JZXs. And I'm talking about JZX NAs. And like, that's totally fucked because GXs are basically garbage. People see the car, they say, oh yeah, it's it's basically the same thing. You know, it just has a different engine, this and that. It's not the same thing. A lot of the shit on the GX is is is, is kind of junk. Like you'll spend it's a lot like of money. SR5 to GTS. It's like you're converting so much. Yeah. Or or for example, like a DX Civic to a Type R. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you could totally build that, but like you might as well buy a Type R or at least at least an SIR because it has, you know, a twin cam engine and like disc brakes on the back and all the other shit that like you're gonna have to convert to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, GX is different. Everything's crap on it. Brakes, uh, brakes are crap. Sway bars are crap. Engines crap. The shit's on the wrong side. Uh, you know, the interiors are kind of the same, basically. But like some of the stuff, like I don't know, my car doesn't have telescope, whereas like all the other cars have a tilt and telescope. Mine is chin stout. It just has the tilt, which is like not a big deal, but like all the other cars have telescopes. So you're kind of like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You know, and then, yeah, the brakes are way different. So you're going to have to upgrade brakes. But if you buy a turbo, you don't have to upgrade the brakes. If you buy a non, like an NAJZX, you don't really have to upgrade the brakes. You're basically getting an IS300 level car if you buy an NA car. You know what I mean? Like axles are usable. The diff is usable. The GX, none of that shit's usable. It's all junk. Um, so yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money. You're, you're buying a GX for a ton of money spending a ton of money to make it into it. You know what I mean? Like a, a JZX. So you can just buy an NA JZX and you get your halfway there. Fair. Fair. I watched Gerard work on the blit, which is originally a GX. Yeah. And then it's always fun watching Gerard 
discover that something that should be the same isn't the same. Like mm-hmm. the steering rack, like you went to put the pushing on, you're like, why doesn't this fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and also the steering's slower on the GXs, so it's kind of like sort of lame. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, perfect example is like we got the Blit AC working now uh, with this box from Russia or whatever. So it's on a standalone. AC and defrost finally work. But guess what else is cool that it does? Uh, so it pegs the stock temp meter, which like whatever you're not you're not paying attention to it because now you have an aftermarket temp gauge. But like, it's not cool to see like a peg temp gauge. Every car guy is yeah, programmed, yeah. yeah, programmed to see that like, hey, like something's wrong. But like, okay, now I can look at my like, you know, actual temperature and it says two hundred five. That's fine. Also, it turns on the oil light. So like now I'm like driving down the road and I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, oh shit, my oil light's on, like oil pressure light. But then luckily I have a gauge that says, hey, your oil pressure is fine, 100 PSI or 90 PSI or whatever it is. But yeah, so like these are all the things you're going to deal deal with. Like, Or you can get some super duper crazy expensive harness that like fixes all this shit. But like, or you can just buy the turbo one or buy an NA1 and turbocharge it and like just keep all the other stuff working fine because it works fine. Whereas the GX, you literally have to change the entire everything. So I think that's a, an interesting way to to look at it because I think most people and I don't are Nissan's built the same way like kind of yeah Nissan you can buy the like same a, thing like for example if you bought a Skyline right you could buy a four bolt I think yeah. the lowest Skyline is still a six cylinder but like it could very well be like a non turbo two liter yeah. four bolt Skyline and that's basically what a GX is. It's like, yeah, that's what Cedric had. He had like a, I swear his like four door was like a four bolt car. Yeah, four bolt and a two liter. Like, like it just looks like a Skyline. That's literally all it is. Is like right. you, you could build that into something cool, but you're literally buying an entire car to to build it into a cool car. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you're is... Gerard and you're building a car to build and you're going to change every single thing, does it not maybe make sense to start with that? Like you're going to take out the motor, the transmission, the suspension, the brakes, the subframes, everything anyway. I I agree. But the the problem with the US market and the, 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 the 100s is that people are selling GX cars for JZX money. Like let's, let's be fucking very clear. GX cars are worthless. Like, Nobody should pay more than like five to seven grand, I guess, because you have to get it there or whatever. Nobody should pay more than five to seven grand US. And even that's a fucking stretch for a GX car. And people are selling GXs for like 10, 12K. It's like, no, man, like GXs are not worth 10K at all. Not a fucking chance in hell. Like for reference, my GX car was what US, like US less than two grand landed. So historically, we've said things are worth whatever people are willing to pay. <laughs> That's um, just it, right? Yeah. But you don't know. But I was going to say, and this is the interesting thing, is that if you don't know this stuff, and it's yeah. like, I would even say like 20-year-old me or a teenage me would look at a car, and the only thing you're kind of measuring is the horsepower output. You're not thinking about the brakes or how quick the steering is. It's like a Type R is the best because it has the best engine and it has, oh, it has some extra like 
yeah, I mean, bracing. when I was twenty, like if you put if you put like the ninety beside the one hundred beside the GX beside the LS beside the Aristo, I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. Yeah, right. Like because like the nuances and the the tiny changes that Toyota makes are you know like yeah, you could literally yeah. be like looking at a be looking at a one hundred chaser and be thinking you're getting a JZX and you're not and you don't know. Especially, I mean. Not a lot of the ones I see are modified, but like now that the Japanese are becoming savvy with the whole like market, it's very easy to make a GX look pretty or look cool. Like they're mm -hmm. all the same externally. I mean, maybe the lights are different and shit, but like you don't know the difference between like S1 GX lights and fucking S2 Tour those, V lights. Those lights are easy to change too, you know? Like yeah, exactly. Lights, very yeah, easy lights. thing to upmarket. Sure, for sure. Um <laughs> except when you have to wire in the HADs and all that stuff. But yeah, like it's definitely doable. But yeah, like the body kit fits on, the wheels fit on, yeah. the suspension fits on. It's all the same as far as like the, the broad strokes. But when you start getting into the little stuff, you're like, oh, shit. That's the yeah. nuances that only Gerard would understand, like how fast <laughs> the turn signal turn is going. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, this is a GX throw yeah. for sure. They fucking... Tried to bamboozle me with this car. Yeah. I will say this. I, and I, I actually, yeah, I'll be very honest and transparent. Probably even until I met you guys, I would say like, yeah, look, the, the 2J is the best Toyota engine. Like it's the 1J is only, it has the number one in it. The two is two. Like it's better. Yeah, it's a higher it's number. It's two 1Js. It's yeah. yeah, it's two one J's like it's in the Supra like yeah. that is, and you look and it's like that's the one that people ranted and raved about and yeah. there's a lot of publicity around this engine and the amount of power that it makes mm -hmm. so then you think anything that has a 2J in it must be great and then you actually like start talking about it and you're like oh the 1J might actually be the better anyway I'm not going to say it fully but that's fine and then it's just a very interesting thing because I not a lot of people, I think, actually look at cars that way. Like it is. I said 20 when I was in my 20s or like a teenager and I was lying. I probably still would have been like a 30-year-old being like, just bring me the car that has the yeah. best engine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then if you don't see that, you're like, bring me the car that looks like the car that I like that I can put a better engine in it. And that's yeah. why I was asking, yeah. like, does Nissan do the same thing? Because it's like, yeah, do. you know, you might get a North American S13 and then be like, but I'm just going to put an SR20 in it or I'm going to blah, 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 or, you know, like, or. Yeah, that's basically what you're getting with a U.S. market. Like, let's let's say like a like a 92 S13 from U.S. from from North America is four bolt. Well, I mean, I guess none of the none of the S13s are four bolt, but yeah, let's say, OK, let's start with a 14. So like a U.S. Uh, did we get four bolt S14s here? Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah, we did, hundred percent. But yeah, they still all had twin cams. But I mean, yeah, like for example, you get a single cam KA S13, which is basically super bare bones, and then versus like a 180 SX like RPS13 or something. You know what I mean? Like it's a vastly different car. Everything's yeah. better about that other car. Good. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. Is like, like is it is a Tour V? like you know turbo jzx worth 25 grand 
uh, not really. You know what I mean? Like in our books, that's why none of us have those cars because we're just like, that's like, we know what those cars used to sell for. And like, there's no way they're worth that much now. I don't think that's why none of us have those cars. Partially why. I think yeah. it's because we're all a bit weirdos. Anyway, yeah, but we've yeah. always that said too. like, we've all said, or no, we haven't all said, but because I get very irate about prices of cars for no reason. <laughs> Keeps me up at night. But we've talked about this at length of you know prices of cars going up and like yeah and I've said like is that car worth that much and like I argue with my friend Eric Zapata all the time about what an S15 is actually worth. Yes, yeah, he 50K. is fine. Yeah, he's fine <clears throat> to tell me that it's 50k or 65k because he has one, and I firmly believe that every S15 owner in North America took like a blood pack to like back the outrageous <laughs> number that they attach to a car. And it's like, and I'm always like, is an S chassis actually worth 65,000, 55,000? And I'm like, I've had a S 13. And I feel like if, even if it's a little bit better than an S 13, like even if it's twice as good as an, as an S 13, I don't think an S 15 should be worth that much, but yeah popular answer we always give is like whatever the market will allow and that's yeah. like, i kind of agree because i'd want as much money for my car as possible not selling it because of good boys question but uh i don't think we don't drive 100s because of that like i don't we could have all had no i mean for I, nine I, grand or yeah five hundred bucks I guess what I'm saying is like the, the tour V like full spec. It's like they're, they are expensive and they are like, I don't know. Like, I guess what I was getting at is like, for example, you buy an auto. But like Ryan, v. like you, you could, if you really wanted to, you could sell your car and, may, and probably get a tour, you know, but like, yeah. would you and have you like, no, no. And that's the thing. It's like part <laughs> of me, whenever, sometimes I look at Carter Jackson's car and I'm like, in theory, I could have bought that car. Like I could have had a car like that. I could have had a 100. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit, there's a, a little bit of different for me and I don't want to derail it too much, but I think that I was raised on North American automotive media. Mm-hmm. So the two GS had way more like prevalence in that media than like Japanese media. It, it's a thing that I saw more. And then when you told me that car had a 2J in it and I could get it with a five speed if I found it, which is what I did. I was like, yeah, that's a fucking car for me. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was a point where I stopped and I was like, man, maybe I should have bought a fucking chaser. Like maybe I should have been on that like yeah, op- option shit and been like, yeah, that's, that's a ticket. But no, I yeah. like, bought the car that I would see at car meets and be like, oh, that's cool. But it'd be way better if it had a 2J in it. <laughs> so I don't know. And like, Kevin, you drift in Altesa, which is essentially the same. An it's an yeah. IS. Yeah. Gerard, up until the Blit, had an Aristo. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. Anyway, go on. Going from the Cressida, you know, to the to the to the one ten, totally different cars. Like the one ten is totally different. It's it's it doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't really identify as an X chassis. Let's say. Uh, it's very like refined, modern. Uh, it does actually feel like quite a bit nicer, but then again, I do have a, like a bunch of sound ending and shit in my blit and it's a wagon. So it's like a bit, you know, different. Um, but now that I have a hundred and I drive the hundred every day, 
it literally is a Cressida hundred percent like it's kind of weird though because it like sure it is it's a jzx 110 but it's like is my car a jzx like i don't consider my car a jzx but it's like it has the exact same underpinnings as the jzx 110 right but your car is also shorter and lighter and chintzier so it's like it is it would probably be like a like a truncated jzx 110 or some shit like a lightweight truncated yeah, yeah, I just it feels that like with that, I never consider any car that has like my suspension a JZX, even though like yeah, like that's what I mean. It feels different. It does feel yeah, different. Yeah. Um, but like how now having been intimate with the one hundred for like a decent amount of time, like the you know like you know I mean you never had an X eight, but like the trunk, the proportions, the like sort of the greenhouse proportion to the body and like the way that it moves and everything it totally feels like a Cressida and it's it's pretty awesome yeah it's, I mean, it's, honestly even like the minute you sit in it it feels like yeah and it's I remember like, like we always said that about like every 100 that we get in we're like oh man this is so like reminds it feels like just, home it feels homey yeah exactly. yeah yeah um but it's like funny they- though sorry I was just gonna say it's funny though that like that's kind of like where your guys's roots are and then not that you turned your back on it. No, that's what I mean. Back on, yeah, like we totally did, and that's like, why like feels like was, home. Fuck like, home, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Now I'm just I'm like, going away. Yeah, yeah, and then for the longest time, I wanted to build that like a, a successor to my yellow X8, which was going to be a nicer X8. But maybe the whole time I should have just built an X10, which is kind of what I'm going to do now. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm building the successor to my yellow car. It just happens to be two generations newer. But in yeah, fact, yeah. it feels exactly the fucking same. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's rad, honestly. Like, it's really cool to drive. Like, it just feels lighter and, like, sportier. I mean, sporty is a relative term, but, like, sportier and, like, quicker than, obviously, than the Aristo. But, yeah, even... How dare you? <laughs> Go on. Even kind of more so than the 110. The 110 feels very, like new school the 100 still feels old school it's very analog do you think that is that the last of it then is that like the last of the of that feel maybe maybe (sighs) that's why the 100 has that vibe to it i kind of think so man i definitely think it's a vibe compared to the 110 i mean the 110 deviates so much from that lineage that it's it's kind of like maybe a bit maybe it's a bit of a disconnect maybe that's the thing like not only is the blip too weird, but like the Mark II even is too fucking weird. And then the Verosa is just like so fucking weird. They're just like, uh, you call yeah. that an X chassis? Like, is it a chaser? Like, is it a Mark II? Is it is that the Cresta? No, it's a Verosa. You're like, oh what? Like, oh, okay, sure. Like Let's I, clear, I don't know Ver- about that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Verosa is the weirdest of all cars. Just the, I know you guys don't feel that way about it, but I do. It is a very I mean, it's yeah. weird, but it's like it's but also it's weird in a good way, though, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But also speaking of which, I had a Verosa for like a very long time, and I daily drove that, and it was auto and turbo and had coilovers. So basically, sort of the exact same thing I'm driving right now, but mine is a hundred now, and then I had the 110, and it never felt like a Cressida. Like it never ever felt, but also like the interior is way sicker. The dashboard's very, very different. Um, you know, like even the door panels, the exterior is vastly different. Like it doesn't even really look like a traditional sedan. 
whereas like the 100 the dashboard is still basically just a fucking crested dash that like is slightly modernized it literally looks like a crested dashboard the door panels look like crested door panels just with like different fabric and slightly different shapes you know what i mean well welcome home gerard (laughs) one thing i was gonna say though is like so you get an na1 for 10k and you get a turbo one for 20k let's say an auto turbo and it's like you're still gonna spend i don't know five to seven k manual swapping that fucking turbo and like you're you know, like you get a few goodies with the turbo, like you get the not really diff the bigger the axles and the brakes. No, no, no. The diff's the same. You get the bigger axles and the stub shafts, but the diff is the same. The brakes are slightly different, but like brakes definitely can be upgraded. But sway you can bars. sway bars. I mean, you're probably gonna upgrade sway bars. I mean, I have very few people upgrade sway bars, but yes. I mean, so I've upgraded all the sway bars, but yeah, like you can turbo. You're not NA very one. few people. Yeah, you're not very few people. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you've listened <laughs> to any of that podcast. <laughs> Anyways, you can turbocharge the NA ones. Like, just like an NAT, just like an NAT IS300, you can have an NAT chaser or whatever, 100. Um, and you can make, you know, 300 wheel horsepower, whatever it is. So, like, that might be a better route. And that's without even opening the motor. So, like, for that 10K difference, you could get the six-speed you could get the turbo and maybe build the motor or buy a standalone or arrow or whatever the fuck you want and have like a kind of a kind of a way sicker car that isn't the exact turbo car but like now you've achieved and maybe even surpassed a stock turbo car for less money or equal money so something to think about listen and you got yourself something doing. unique I... bud you got yourself something unique that not everybody I has. see yeah, I see what you're doing here, and that's great. <laughs> but I I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm always my dad. I we've talked about this before, and was always just, just buy the, buy the best, yeah, buy the best version of what it is. But that isn't actually that's not the Kevin and Gerard way. It's no buy it that has the things that you need in it, and then go from there. Also, speaking of which, OEM I was plus. in Danny's Danny's chaser today, which is a tour of V. And that interior fucking sucks, man. Like I, like it's got the lines and it's like navy blue, like the you know like the sporty sporty door panels. With yeah, the it's lines. definitely not as like like <sighs> yeah like reminiscent of Cressida. Yeah, they like, like the, I don't know it's the, Cress- like the Cressida is fully like the Cressida. Yeah, but also like they it seems like they tried and even that like carbon fiber on the like the dashboard and stuff it's kind of like it, it's like super cheesy the, like, kevlar one like yeah i don't know what yeah, it is i really cannot like and it's like i'd rather just have that painted black or fucking something than like this fake ass carbon plastic faded and then yeah like a blue dashboard i don't know i'll take a black or brown like i don't know i think the dashboard in my car is a cool color it's like brownish grayish but the blue is like pretty busted, in my opinion. All right. I got another question. Or do you want to keep talking about the no. differences? No, no, no. Let's question. Next question. Let's question it. It was actually on YouTube. Oh, a YouTube question. Sick. Hey, this is a good part to say this. We will probably, we will move the podcast to video, a different YouTube channel. No. Oh. What? Oh. <laughs> Gerard has <laughs> no idea what's coming. <laughs> uh no move it to uh yeah i made a serial nine number two youtube so we're gonna oh. maybe start putting the podcast on that oh sick yeah i don't know if that's gonna help us or not 
yeah, we're we're experimenting like it's science, you guys. So we want to see. Um, yeah. All right. But yeah. question from, from the YouTube channel. Right. Street Shaman with two N's. Which is a fun name. I uh, said, Ryan Benoit, which is my full name, uh, would love to know how you guys feel about left-hand drive swapping imported cars. <laughs> I used to have a 92 Camry and always wondered if I could left-hand swap, left-hand drive swap a JZ, JZX90, not to drift, but to have fun with and learn about steering swaps. Used to live in Australia. Right-hand drive was easy to get, but it brings a little too much attention for me in Canada. There's a local JZX100 that's been yeah. swapped from right-hand drive to left-hand drive. And also in the Philippines, it was like, it has to be left-hand drive to be road legal. So there are definitely left-hand drive converted GTRs, chasers, all sorts of shit. But anyways. So how do you feel about left-hand drive swapping? Uh, I think it is. I mean, we I know what we all think because we cared about it, and I think it's an interesting thing. I prefer having a right hand drive. We all live in Canada. I love having a right hand drive. It's fucking cliche, and it's hey, look at me, (laughs) bullshit. But I don't care. It lets people know what I'm about. I'm about that. I'm about cars from Japan. And then I'm always like, when people are like, oh, but you know, there's a left hand drive Supra. And it's worth this. And I'm like, fuck that shit. I want a right-hand drive super. Like, if I can get a car that I like and right-hand drive, I want it in right-hand drive more than I want it in left-hand drive. You can judge me if you want. I don't give a shit. I think the only reason that FD and super owners give any shit about having a left-hand drive car is because they're just trying to maintain the value of a car that was very exclusive that for a period of time in Canada became very affordable and i think they were just trying to protect the market that's all i was like i'd be pissed too if i bought a car for sixty thousand dollars and always felt that it was worth 40k and then a bunch of teenagers were driving around a seventeen thousand dollar version of my car but that's me so you yeah no I, I mean i i get it too i i okay i i mean i feel like i've gone through all of this in life like in the beginning i was like yo right hand drive stupid like we had our friend Eric, he was all about right-hand drive cars. Mm-hmm. I was just like, why would you ever get it like a right-hand drive car if you could get the left-hand drive equivalent? You know, I understand like certain cars you can't get, like Skylines and stuff, you know. But then like, yeah, like, like you said, the Supra or the FD or like LS400 or GS. I'm like, why would you just get the left-hand drive? The entire infrastructure of the entire continent is set up for left-hand drive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I now I kind of agree with Ryan. It's like all my cars are basically right hand drive. Okay. Like I yeah. love having a right hand drive car. Like I I think that in Canada there are so many right hand drive cars that like they're like you're not really bringing on much more heat. People like you, you know it's a very common thing to see right hand drive cars. I can't see the point of doing a right hand drive to left hand drive swap or left hand drive to right hand drive swap for any reason ever. Yeah. Unless you yeah, like live in one of these countries where it's like you can't have you can't be driving on the opposite side. That's the only way to get this vehicle. Yeah. So that you can drive it. But like I have one <laughs> exception to this rule. One exception to what you just said. But I'll okay. come back to it. I'll let Gerard Gerard say it. Say it. Okay. So I agree with Kevin. I think there's no point in right or left hand drive swapping a vehicle unless 
it's absolutely necessary. Uh, there's definitely a good amount of money involved, a ton of work involved, and the end result is never going to be, let's say, an original. You're never going to make a left-hand drive chaser or whatever, you know, whatever you're going to make. Because uh, even so, our local guy, Kyle, uh, jack of all trades, he made a left-hand drive chaser, but it uses an IS300 dash, which is, you know, it's fine for a drift car or whatever. It, most people don't even really notice the difference. Um, but like from the outside, especially, but I mean, at the same time, it, it it's not a chaser dash. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, unless you're going to re basically completely refabricate the entire interior, you're never going to end up with a good result. It's just going to be like some sort of like butchery hack job. You know what I mean? Of, of whatever it may be. And then even the firewall, you got to use a firewall out of a different car that was left-hand drive and all your brake lines, all your, everything that, you know, all these nice little clips and everything in your engine bay, then none of that stuff's going to work. So it's all just going to be like hacked up. And so now you spent all this money, done all this work. You, you, you finally have a left-hand drive car and it's kind of like, you basically just ruined your car um, and spent a bunch of money. Yeah. So that you have less heat. <laughs> um, but I do see the other thing that's weird too is like people doing these right or left hand drive swaps because it's cool. Like I don't know who it was. There was a YouTube guy. I feel like I that think, thing's kind of coming on, but maybe not. Uh, no, it was recent. Somebody did like a right hand drive swap in like an IS 300 or something. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, just buy the Alteza, man. But I mean, I guess if you're in the States, you kind of can't do that. But like, is that a flex that you have a right-hand drive IS300? Like, is that like the amount of work and money that you put in to get that flex? Like, can you just illegally import an IS, like put or illegally import like an Alteza, put the VINs of the IS on it and then end up with an actual right-hand drive car instead yeah, of like... it seems like less work. Yeah, like butchering the firewall and all this other stuff. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like... Yeah, I don't know. All Back right. In, Back in the day, right-hand drive swap Hondas were cool because you couldn't get them. But because we have the 15-year rule, we literally get every right-hand drive car that you ever possibly kind of could want at this point, really. Yeah, which now there are none anymore that I feel yeah. like are wanted, <laughs> which is the problem. So it's like... like yeah. Oh, man. What do you I mean, get... like, a, like, a, like an FD or something? What are you talking about? Well, is this well just no, like... I was just like no, like a car that's 15 years out that you're like actually pining for right now, like doesn't really exist. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the Euro cars. Oh yeah. That, I mean, another good example or not a good example, but one of the things, for example, for me, yeah. is like the Porsches, like a lot of the Porsches <laughs> in Japan are left-hand drive because they're, you know, from Germany or whatever. But for me, if I was to buy a Porsche from Japan as my own car, I would want it to be right-hand drive. Like to have a right-hand drive Porsche or even a right-hand drive like BMW like M car is kind of fucking sick, in my in my opinion. It's a fun conversation starter. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like, if I were to buy an original Mini, I'd much prefer a right-hand drive oh, original sure. Mini to a left-hand drive original Mini for sure. Yeah. And yeah, same thing. It's like I agree. It's like if so. The Ryan, when you were saying it's like yo, all these people who bought the car when it was like eighty thousand dollars, and then like then it was forty thousand, and like these kids are getting it for seventeen, and it's like they 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 have to hold on to their value. It's like I agree. It feels that like the people who really want the left hand drive and are willing to pay twenty thousand dollars more for a left hand drive yeah. aren't our generation. 
our generation yeah. wants the right hand drive. Yeah, exactly. and would might even pay more for the right hand. Oh, drive. for like sure. If, yeah. if I'm getting a Mark IV or an FD, I want a right hand drive car. But that I do think yeah. that that's a thing. Is like for example, like that's a that is a not a generational thing, but like a not a barrier that was of entry. Fucking bullshit is what that was. That is absolutely a barrier of entry. That was somebody being like, I spent a shit ton of money. I have a car and I have a like I have a lot of stuff. Like I. I am of a certain class to be able to afford this car. And then like some snot to nose teenager shows up and is like, I also have the same car. And you can be like, nah, but yours is right hand drive. And it's like, yeah. your turbos I, I, are like not, you know, like your turbos aren't the same as mine. And it's like, yeah, I upgraded them or I've switched, you know, no, like, yeah. fuck that shit. I, I, I do feel that. that that was a big Supra thing. Like all right-hand drive Supras were looked down upon for sure. Like compared yeah. to like, oh, I have like an original Mark IV USDF 1996, you know, 50,000 original miles, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, so fucking Because then wild. if I had like shit wheel fitment, it didn't matter. Like, yeah, I, there was a point <laughs> where like you could have a Supra with like shit wheel fitment and like not a cool build, but it was still like, cool because it was a supra and then like some dude bought a car for way less because they that's the way the market was and yeah. they could build a fucking sick car but yeah, they never did because it was a mark four i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then they're just like oh like no like yeah you, you're trying to turn your nose up at some shit but like chances are the younger person or the person that got the right hand drive was doing like way more to their car it's funny too because point. literally every supra here in, in bc or maybe even in canada that uh, the most of the ones that i know i want to say like 70 percent of the super guys i know are right hand drive and they all have between six and eight hundred horsepower and drive their cars on the street whereas like every left hand drive super i know you know has like a thousand horsepower but they never get driven ever like fucking yeah. never like they get driven to the dyno maybe or like some shit they get they park at the fucking racetrack or rip off like a 13 second quarter mile but like all of the right hand drive ones are like kind of like more of a sick car they have nice wheels nice brakes you know like an lsd like you know fucking yeah. carb carbon parts wide body nice seats stereos like all the sh they're nicer cars so like by fucking far because maybe those people are more into it Exactly. Well, They're but, not like, oh, but, Supra, like drag car. Yeah, you know? Yeah. The beauty of what we do and what we're into is it was meant to be, and maybe it'll shift or is shifting, is was to take something mildly, like you have something yeah. like kind of inexpensive and make it better. Mm -hmm. The issue of having, yeah, having a left-hand drive car that you spent a lot of money on and then trying to be like, I'm going to keep it in really good shape in case I ever need to sell it for top dollar. It's fine. But that's a different mentality than what we're actually into. It's like, I want the car with the rolled fenders. I want the car with mm -hmm. like the single yeah. turbo. And like, I want all of those things. And I, from the perspective of a left-hand drive super person, I understand why maybe they are, would be less willing to do that. And then I... And then, of course, it's going to, like, fucking piss you off when somebody else shows up and does it better on, like, a car that they paid way less for. But I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, I've always thought that was, like, dumb watching, like, people be like, 
oh, that's a right-hand drive, so it's not worth as much. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't fucking care, man. I want the one from Japan. I like Japanese cars. Give me the car that was, like, <laughs> it's from the motherland, you know? Like, fuck. Yeah, and it's also kind of, like, I guess, like, exotic. Like, there's nothing more exotic than a car that has a fucking different language on the dashboard or on, you know what I mean? Than, yeah. And in the stereo or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like, like cool, you're Supra you know what I mean? Like is original, but like my Supra is, is completely different. Like it's, it's, it's exotic because it's from a fucking I, different country. I feel man. like there's fully levels to that though. Cause it's like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's like, Oh, like my shit's more exotic. Cause it like has Japanese on the dash. And it's like, but then like, we also like the minute we get it, like rip out the like talking Japanese the thing. Oh and, like, God. you know what I mean? And it's like, people <laughs> yeah. probably like, love they think that's the coolest part of their car and it's just like that's the first thing we throw in the garbage. yeah there's you know? there's yeah there's definitely levels like yeah like right. my car came with like a, every japanese car comes with some stupid deck like carrozzeria like like my bmw right now has like a like look at like an ipad that you like clip into the thing and it's like navigation ah. and it has like a fucking six sticks changer under the dashboard and all this stuff and like i'm sure yeah. somebody thinks it's cool i sure as fuck don't like I don't, I don't want to like all of our navy systems in our right hand drive in our Japanese cars. Just say we're in the in the ocean, like twenty four seven. You're in the ocean, like, and it's like it's. I mean, it's cool for like five seconds. Maybe it's telling the future. Yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool for like five seconds, and then you're just like, I mean, not that I need navigation, but I would probably when no. I need it, I prefer that it actually worked. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I will say um, the original question to that, like converting, it, well, not into variation of the original question, converting from one like left-hand drive to right-hand drive. I, if I'm not mistaken, our pal Josh slash Revgasm from Proceed, mm-hmm. his, that S13 was converted to right-hand drive. Oh. oh really? And why and why was it converted to right hand drive? But now here's, here's the thing. To you make won't. it cooler. Well, Josh is a pretty like meticulous dude. And I it, I and I know he sometimes <laughs> listens to the podcast. Uh <laughs> so if I'm wrong, he can correct me. But I believe it was done because he knew that one day he would go to Japan and drift and he didn't want there to be a learning curve of when he got into a right-hand drive. He's like, I'm going to learn on a right-hand drive to drift and I'm going to carry that forward. And that that was part of the reasoning behind it. I mean, that's like but a also, legit reason. Also, yeah. Also, he's like uh, originally a Honda guy. So yeah, that's part of it. Yeah. Point. yeah, probably like what yeah. Gerard said earlier, maybe probably delayed into it. But yeah, so I would say that's, yeah, not the worst reason. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I also I think Simba for a long time wanted just like a right hand drive super shell. Like that was his like mm-hmm. just like get me the shell for cheap so I can build this Supra. So uh Street Shaman, I do like your question. But would I ever do it? Uh no, I I'm I am like yeah, like Gerard's point is pretty pretty good about that. I think like it's never going to be one hundred percent. I mean, there are definitely some aspects of right hand drive in North America that suck, like the left yeah. turns. The biggest one for me is passing. 
I, I, you can't pass. Like you have to hang back, gauge the yeah. cars, and then do this move. It's like it's not safe. It's just legit. It's like not. A safe. younger me <laughs> had no problem with it. I will say that. <laughs> me and the S thirteen would be on like undivided highway and would figure it out. I have no problem with it on like yeah like a main highway but when you're on like a yeah like a two-lane two highway lane. yeah 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 undivided i believe is the term we use no i'm sorry sorry for not dividing <laughs> get your mathematician stuff skills right kevin uh, it happens um, to me almost uh used to happen to me like daily on the way home because i'd have to take this colbrook road and it's a long stretch of like yeah two two-way traffic you always get stuck behind some fucking slow ass person. And in my normal left hand drive vehicle, my truck, I would either just fucking pass one or two or six cars. But in my right hand drive car, I'm just like, I'm just going to be behind this guy. But I mean, yeah. so what? That's a pretty small trade off for a right hand drive. You know what I, mean? I used to, like I said, when I had the 180 in Saskatchewan, if I was driving in like undivided highway, I would either check like, People will think this is dumb, but whatever. Two options. If my now wife was with me, she would tell me if it was clear to go. Or <laughs> yeah. I would or I would uh, veer off into the shoulder a bit, look past yeah. the car. And then I always said that the the car was faster than what I was used to having before that. Yeah. So it made up for like the margin of error. It was like, yeah, my left-hand drive Mazda was easier to see, but it didn't accelerate yeah, as fast exactly. or go as fast, fast, fast as enough you could do anything <laughs> yeah and that, exactly <laughs> so make your car faster so you can yeah. do anything you can more safely pass yeah 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 just fly i mean yeah, yeah if you you're passing a fucking take hand it's safe as fuck <laughs> <laughs> the car's yeah, just now, standing still you're just like boop, gone like yeah. eight cars no problems shit good yeah. So, anyways, what's uh, what's the next question? What's the next topic? Oh, I feel like we've answered all of the questions. Do we have anything else? I I do not have any questions uh, this time. One thing I, I wanted to tell you, Ryan, that I think is the fucking craziest thing ever about the BMW. So it's right hand drive. It's it's a little bit to do with the right hand drive, left hand drive thing. So okay. for maybe people that don't know, left hand drive, the signals are on the left. The wipers, most of the time, wipers are on the right. That's normal. So when you when you go to right-hand drive, the signals are on the right, the wipers are on the left. That's like pretty normal to like put your wipers on when you want to signal sometimes when you first get into a right-hand drive car. So the BMW, they took all the left-hand drive stuff and put it on the right. So the signal is on the left side of a right-hand drive car, and the wipers are on the right side. It is such a mind fuck. Yeah, I would imagine. Like, you have to fully think. Like, you have to kind of, like, learn. Like, you already thought you learned. You learned the left-hand drive for driving for 25 years. I learned yeah. the right-hand drive for driving, you know, 15 years. And now I got to learn this other fucking thing. It's like, <laughs> nah, I drive just in, sell it. In the right-hand <laughs> drive, I drive with my right hand on the wheel so you could, you know, use the signals and stuff. Yeah. But now I, I got to drive with my left hand on the wheel. On the right side, it's super weird. Anyways, whatever. Oh, shit. This reminded me, actually, a little bit. I don't know if this can go on the... Like, it can go on the podcast, and I don't know if there's anything there, but I'll try. Do you know uh, a Lawrencer? Is that how you say it? Lawrencer, yeah. yeah. 
Lorenzo. Okay. Lorenzo, yeah. I did not know what this was. And then there is a guy down the street from me that lives in a house and he has to street park his S550. Holy shit. It's like uh like not the newest generation. But I mean an S550 Lorenzo is either really 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 expensive and new or a Japanese car. Oh, it's definitely from it's Japan. Not a, I don't know. I haven't I don't think it's from Japan. I'll look, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, I'm sure you never see them not from Japan. Yeah, like because oh, they're okay. so expensive that like nobody buys them, but all the ones that were like, especially an S550 that's yeah. Is it like white and has like fiberglass <laughs> arrow? Yes, and it has black and they made the like it has like the yeah, turbine I, style. I, I wheels even know the, the car you're talking about, yeah. And it's <laughs> funny because we had the conversation about like street parking your car. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was and I'm always like the Aristo, like, you know, the car that's my favorite always goes underground, but this guy can't. And every time I drive by, he's outside looking at the car. And I'm like, man, this guy like <laughs> loves this car. It's, oh, I've never seen it not there. So maybe he works from home or something. I don't know. But I'm like, man, he loves this car. And I didn't yeah. really know what was up with it. Cause like, I don't know anything about Euro cars. I saw the badge on the back and I was like, it's, got a kid on it that looks kind of funky and black wheels uh but yeah like i was just like what a like a different mentality it's like like i'll drive by and there'll be people on his like kind of like front soup and it's like are you just making sure nobody fucks with your car like every time (laughs) he's always looking at this thing and then I think, you know, like it's a pleasant treat whenever I see my Aristo and I'm like reminded that I have it, but like maybe this guy likes his car more than I like my car, which is wild <laughs> to me. I don't know. So that is like uh that's a that's a fancy car. Yeah. It's a good yeah. car. Yeah. Good car. Did you ever have one? Would I have one? Yeah. Would you take it over a charger? Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Would you take it over a type R? <laughs> Ah, uh, probably. I mean, you, you have to. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> so you take the oh. you take the charger over the Type R, and you take then that over the charger. The Euro, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, it's only been of like two weeks, Gerard, and you've already like faltered. <laughs> Forget. <laughs> I forgot that I said I would never take a Type R. Uh, all right. I anyway. So that are they expensive? Lorenzers? Yeah. I mean, a Japanese one, probably not so much. I mean, the newest it could possibly be is 2008. Um, I mean, that's probably like a $20,000 car, 25. Like old Benzes are not really worth a lot. Yeah, you get a right. 2007 S550 for 18.5, apparently. Yeah. This 2000 and this other 2007 S550 is 9,000. I don't know. Yeah, every time I drive by, he's just outside looking at his car. I'm like, man, this guy fucking loves this car, which I think is great. Yeah. But that's a different level of how much I love my car. You're not out there loving it enough. (laughs) Not out there looking at my car, inviting people over to stand around and look at my car. car. Yeah. It's a different type of person, bro. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. That's all. If you're looking for a, if you're looking for a JZX 100 NA, I've got one for sale. It's Cresta. Check it out on my IG. This episode was brought to you by Gerard. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by European Japanese car, BMW 189, also for sale. I'm just kidding. All of everything Gerard has is for sale, so he can finish his basement. 
2003 Stagia on uh, 19-inch G37S wheels, also for sale. Great car, 2.5 NA. IS300, never drifted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Altezza, Uh, never drifted. Altezza's definitely been drifted. (laughs) (laughs) It has a lot of, uh, the Altezza has a lot of scars on it now, hey? Eh, Not so much. Well, you, you cut your rear uh, thing so it wouldn't melt. Your rear yeah, bumper that's, has that's like a s- small scar. Would you ever buy a new rear lip for, or a rear like arrow for it, or you just don't care? Uh, at this point, I think I'm I'm kind of done on that one. All right, everybody. Thanks okay. for the questions. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. man. Thanks, man. All right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Appreciate you. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for supporting the podcast, guys. It's been really awesome uh, to see all the people's comments and to see how many people's lives we enlighten with our podcast. <laughs> Everyone's like, yo, I listened to you at work. It's sick. I'm like, thank you. That's really cool to hear how many people do you think that don't want to hear us talk have to listen to us talk at somebody like at their work you know like not that many i think like if you Uh, don't want to listen to it don't fucking listen to it you mean i just meant like if they had it on a stereo like i know like exner just plays it in the tattoo parlor so like people that have no interest in cars they just want to get inked up are like listening to us talk shit about cars which is pretty funny anyway That's the price you pay. Exactly. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Check you on the flip side. Yeah. Liberty flop. Thanks for listening to Serial Podcast 9.